Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman back with you. More Spock Sports Show. I am here with Coach Wheaton, Brendan Irvin, and Walker Owen. He said it's the offensive line day today for the Spock Sports Show interview. And, uh... Can't really blame me after the 77-0 victory. That's not a typo. That's not a mistake. That was the score from this past Friday after a 21-20 victory. Let's start with you, Coach. How do you even begin to describe the difference between those two games? I don't know. <laughs> it was, um, I don't know. I just kind of looked up, and all of a sudden it was 28 to nothing, and, and we were only, I don't know, we had six minutes to go in the first quarter. It was, it was just a um, really, really fast start, obviously, for us, and um, a little bit slower start for Byron, and we just kept rolling. Uh, we had every kid played, and every kid played meaningful time, and we, you know, we played eight-man football, and nine different kids scored. So <laughs> That's pretty cool. Now, Walker, the physicality of that Portland-St. Pat's game was just insane. How big of a difference was it in the Byron game? And how much do you think that prepared you for, you know, you always talk about those hard games at the beginning of the season, get you going for the rest of the year. How big of a factor was that 21 game to you guys winning big like that? Well, it was definitely a big jump from Portland to Byron. And, you know, that Portland game was very intense, very, you know, hard. It was probably our most intensive game so far. Yeah. And having that right before this Byron game definitely gave us that, you know, that keeping that foot on the gas, keep that keep it rolling really and we wanted to you know go out there be as physical as we could and that's what we did yeah and Brendan how about you with the difference between those two games oh uh, yeah Portland was definitely more physical Byron was kind of shying away from contact sometimes our extra point unit yeah the D lineman for Byron would just kind of come up to me and like not even try to block the kick whereas Portland was really trying to get through and you're the one snapping the ball, correct? Oh, no, 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 that's all right. That's all right. And so t- you talk about the difference between that for you, you Walker. Did you notice that on the, on the extra points too? Was it like a little lackadaisical? Like they were just kind of saying, all right, go ahead and kick it? RPAT, RPAT team, we have a, a different snapper. Oh, you got, we a, have a long you got the snapper. long snapper. Yeah, all right, it's Connor. All right, so. all right, but are you still out there? Uh, I'm actually not on the extra point unit. No. Brennan is, Walker's not. Yeah, so. all right, all right. So, yep. so yeah, hey, you talk about, you know, sometimes I goof up on these two, and, I, you know, and I'll, I'll, leave the, I'll leave that all in there. And now – Bogue threw it four times. He ran it four times. He had 221 yards and three touchdowns. When your quarterback's doing something like that, how big of a help? How big of a help is that, Walker? It's insanely helpful. Jason Bogue <laughs> is a crazy athlete. He's he can run it. He can throw it. He can he can do it all really. And having him behind us is amazing. Yeah, Brennan, what's it like? Play, you know, you're out down there on the line and you see that ball sail over your head like a lot of people just can't throw the ball. Yeah, it's crazy. Bogue is really good. One play, I was blocking a guy, and the crowd started going crazy, and I just looked up, and Bogue was already like 30 yards downfield. <laughs> do you remember that play, Coach Wheaton? I do. Yeah, um, what, what? I was trying to figure out why I didn't throw the football because we had two wide we had two wide open receivers downfield, and when he came back to the sideline, it was one of the early plays where um, – you know, we only threw the ball four times, in the f- and that was in the first quarter. We never threw the ball again after that. But uh, the it was we were probably on our own f- 45 maybe, maybe closer to the 50. I can't remember exactly what it was, but we called the play. I, I knew it would be there. I could tell by the coverage um, the last couple plays that it was going to be there. And he dropped back, and these guys gave him tons of time to throw, and then he just took off. And he ended up scoring, you know, it was a 50-yard touchdown run or whatever it was. And um, when he came back to the sideline, I'm like, 
what I mean, what what pressure did you feel there? What was going on? Like, because you know everything that everyone else saw was that you had tons of time. He's like, oh, he goes, I didn't feel any pressure at all. It's just the entire left side of the football field opened up. There was nobody there, so I just took off. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that was the right decision then because that's what we tell them to do. You know, I mean, don't ever throw it if you don't have to. If you can you know, get down there yourself, and, and that's what he did. So I think that's the play Brendan's talking about right now. So. Yeah, Brad Gross a couple of years ago with Hunter Miles used to tell him that, you know, option one, if that guy's open, but option 1A for you because you're such a good runner is to run the ball, and that's what you can do with Jason Boak. He can throw it, but with the ability to run. He said he always want to keep the ball on the ground if he can keep the ball on the ground. And you guys said eight guys score is that correct nine nine guys nine score yeah either of these men get to get the touch no the they didn't unfortunately <laughs> um you know and, and I, I there was a there was an adult on the sideline that thought that that would have been a good idea too and um it's just it's a really hard thing to do when it's not something that you've thought about all week and you really you know your mind is in a different place but um that, that doesn't mean that opportunities might not open up for them so um and that's just so the we'll joke. See. That's just the joke. I, I oh, feel yeah. like I've got to make when you got that seventy-seven zero victory. Mm-hmm. And I joke with Coach Mack. He's got Cal Kowalik playing fullback sometimes for him this year. It says is he going to get the ball? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see if the right situation comes about. And now Aiden Halliday, MHSA record eleven for eleven extra points. And and you talked about it a little bit, Brendan. They were they just kind of letting you have them? Did it feel well? Extra point's never easy. If anybody thinks it's easy to go kick a football through the uprights, just go try and do it. It's, it's not easy. What was it like watching all of them sail through? Like you said, at some point, did it just kind of seem like, eh, they got it, they got it down there, just kind of letting you have them? Yeah, there was one, one time one of the guys just got up and gave me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you know, you, you guys are very fortunate to be at Sacred Heart Academy. You guys have had a lot of success, you know, in the, the programs that you've been in, but – is that something that you guys notice when you've gotten up on teams, you know, in the past, before, or whatever, that it's it's just it's tough when you get down that much? Is, is there anything else you can say? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Really for them, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what they were doing at the end there. I think they kind of wanted to go home. Yeah. And but it, with that up on the board, it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it said, and we always talk about you learn a lot more losing than you do winning, and so – I, you know, I'll say that the life lessons these kids are learning, you know, losing 77 to zero is going to be a lot harder than getting fired from a job someday. And it's, you know, important to learn those lessons now. And now, do you guys worry with a game like that going into next week, things were too easy, or does the week before that kind of make up for it? We'll start with you on this one, Brendan. So you got Vesterberg coming up. They're 0-4. You know, you just have this big win over a team. Are, are you worried you're going to let up a little bit versus Vesterberg, or is this, this is Vesterberg, we're going to be ready for it no matter what? Yeah, we're going to be ready for it. Yeah. I definitely think that, that we're ready. All right. What about you, Walker? I think definitely definitely ready, always yeah. ready. You know, it's a whole whole new week, but we've still got that, you know, roll from yeah. the past four games going. We've still got that intensity. Yep. And Vestaberg, Coach Wheaton, you know they got this game circled on their calendar every year, don't you? They do. They're, um, they're in a little bit of an injury bind right now. Um, and, you know, we <laughs> – these guys have done a really good job this year about um, not taking anybody lightly. And, uh, you know, practice, the the three solid days of practice every week that we get um, before we play kind of prove, proves that. These guys don't, um, they don't take a day off. You know, they don't, they don't spend a lot of time goofing off in practice. Every day they're trying to get better. And um, so that's just not good for the opponent. 
really, and it doesn't matter what caliber of team they are. Um, it just doesn't end up being good for them. And I just feel, you know, I feel like we practice different than other teams do. And, uh, you know, um, I don't have proof of that, but I just feel like we do, and it kind of shows up on Friday nights. And I think that, that comes from thing. some of the senior leadership that you guys got, probably. Absolutely, and sure does. You know, having big goals in the end. And I want to ask you two players about this. Him and I have talked about the schedule a bunch. You know, the official shortage. If anybody out there wants to be a referee, hit the be the referee tab at mhsa.com. I got to plug that in <laughs> real quick. But having those Thursday Saturday games, do you guys care? Is it a big deal to you, or you guys are in high school, you love playing football, it doesn't matter when the lights come out, you just want to get out there and play? Well, I mean, I love playing football. Any day, I'll play football, yeah. but those Fridays, they, there's a feeling there. There's nothing else like it. They, they just, it hits different, really. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, I, like, I just like playing football, too, but I hate Thursday games. I don't like going to school after I play football. Actually, you know what? That's something I've never even considered. Like I said, we've yeah. talked about the schedule, and, you know, for you as a coach, it messes you up, and how for me as a broadcaster, I love it because I get to do more of your guys' football games. But yeah, that's something I never thought about, Brendan. You you wake up on a Friday morning after a Thursday game, you guys are both on the line. You're probably pretty sore, aren't you? Yeah. 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 So, Kevin, to come into school Friday you ever get the ice packs out for them or, you know, the massage chair or anything like that in the, the history classroom here? No, I just tell them that they need to tough it out. But, but uh, it's part of life. And, and uh, having to get up and do things the next day, it's just it's another one of those things that life lessons that they have to learn and they have to get through it. Um, I'd much rather, you know, uh, contradictory to what they would prefer, I would much rather play on a Thursday night than a Saturday night. And... Um, but that's what we're that's what we're facing, you know. That's what we're looking at, and you know, we're trying to. We every every season when the scheduling stuff comes out, we try to we try to create as many Friday nights as we can. You know, we we share a stadium with Mount Pleasant, obviously, so we we always have to consider that. That's that's the first consideration, and then the next one, you know, has to be what nights are the is the stadium open with the sub varsity stuff, and uh, what about the opposing team, and when is their homecoming, and what you know. What do they have going on? So, you know, it's always a battle. And the biggest one is the officials, um, getting enough officials to do things. But yeah, if there was, what, 30, 40, 50 more officials in this area, that would probably make all the difference, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd make a big difference for sure. It'd help. And, the, um, and those people are out there. We hear them at the games. You and I see them oh at yeah, the games. There's all we? kinds of officials out there. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are wearing black and white. There's all kinds of coaches and officials. So, <laughs> yep. And now – don't want to make you guys look ahead, but I think even going into this year, Fulton was a game that you guys probably kind of had circled in the middle of the year, and they've got a big test this week versus Morris. But what do you know about you know a whole lot about them yet? Yeah, well, they're going to be big, strong, and, and physical like they always are. Um, you know, they had some really good athletes that they graduated last year. Um, they still have athletes. I mean, that's that they're not uh, lack lacking those kind of kids, but um, but we're a different team. So, you know, that was a game last year that we were in where um, we, we had a third-quarter lead late, you know, and ended up losing that game. And we had a couple of guys that we couldn't get back in the game in the second half. We were having cramping issues. I don't know if you remember that day or not. It was like 90 degrees and 100% humidity. It was a, it was a rough day um, weather-wise to play football in. Um, we had a couple kids sick. You know, you know excuses are, are, are what they are. But um, – but we were a completely different football team last year when we played Fulton than we are now. You know, we're actually welcoming, you know, the challenge this year. We're looking forward to playing them. 
we're looking forward to playing them. We're looking forward to playing Morris. We're looking forward to playing Coleman. We're, you know, all of those other games that are on our schedule, we're looking forward to playing. So, um, so I'm, you know, it, who, who the opponent has and what kind of, you know, we don't, I just, I'm more day to day. I'm concerned about us and what we're doing. And as long as we take care of our business, I think we'll be fine. So time to take a break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, we got more with Josh Wheaton, Walker Owen, and Brendan Irvin at Spock Sports Show, presented by Barberry Law Firm. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show. Coming from those of Barbary Law from a mobile sports studios. Back to my conversation with Josh Wheaton, Walker Owen, and Brendan Irvin from Sacred Heart Academy. What's it like for you as a coach personally Watching nine guys cross the goal line for you. Well, it was pretty cool. I mean, we had a few um, JV kids up last week um, with us because um, we need – those kids have got to be ready to go um, in the postseason, number one. And number two, they need to be ready to go next year. And um, and the JV schedule can be a little wonky sometimes and stuff like that. So we're we're trying to get these guys work. And, you know, we had uh, uh, one of our younger kids, Nico, in there. Um, we, we put him in. He only had one quarter to work. And we put him in there, and uh, and he touched the ball on the very first play. He touched the ball. He went forty yards and scored a touchdown. You know, <laughs> so it was uh, it was um, fun to see. It was fun to watch. Um, all of our skill guys uh, basically got in the end zone. Um, we had a pick six, so a defensive kid got in. Um, so that that's that's where our nine came from. So nine different kids. Yeah. For you guys, what was it like watching Nico score? Man, I loved it. <laughs> Seeing him come in for one play. See, you know, I've we've we've seen him play before on JV, obviously, and he's come up to practice with us before, and I, I think he's really talented. So I just love seeing him run right in there first play. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, I've been friends with Nico for a few years. So yeah, how long how, have you been playing football with him for a long time too? Yeah, I've been playing with him since eighth grade. I was on JV with him last year, and I just thought it was really cool that he got to score. Yeah, first time he touched it too. And now, like I said, you guys got to work on coach drawing up plays for you guys to get into the end. So next time you got the big lead. Now I want to ask you guys a couple questions. What's it like playing sports at Sacred Heart in general? I know it's a pretty special thing. It is, really. It is it is different than other places. There's this culture that we have behind it of just excellence, honestly, and it's it's so fun. Yeah, Brandon, what about you? Yeah, like Walker said, we have a tradition of excellence. You know, We've been pretty successful with all of our sports, and we have a lot of talented guys. Yeah, and – is there a play from one of those talented guys that stuck out to you guys in the 77s? You're, you might have talked about it with the Bogue run there, Brendan. Is, is that the play that kind of sticks out to you from this past Friday? Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Walker? Is there another play that maybe sticks out to you? I think Tegan Duffy's pick six there was All right. very Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I, was, I wasn't there to see it. Tell everybody if you can remember that play. Well, you know, he's a young guy, and he was playing good coverage, and he just happened to 
sneak it right in there, take the ball, and he just ran it right back. Some guys tried to tackle him. They did not great. He had to make it. So it was more like one of those. I make the joke that uh, uh, Tyler Hutchins had a pick six on Friday night from Mount Pleasant, too. And I said it was more like a punt return pick six than just the the open field. Kind of the same thing for Teagan. He had to make a couple guys miss. Oh, yeah. And he did. He made them miss. It was was Mm -hmm. impressive. Yeah, that one cost me a steak dinner. (laughs) Yep. It's so. well worth it, though, wasn't it? That's one I stole from Coach Mack. Like, if you get a pick six, you get a steak dinner. And over two years, these kids have been trying to get a steak dinner. And um, came close a couple times last year. didn't happen. Stemke had the fumble return, Yeah, but I, I that doesn't count. And I keep telling him that. He thinks he's got two coming, and he doesn't. He has none. So That yeah. poor guy. I think... I think you might deserve one, but, but like I said, that that's where there's, you know, the defensive touchdown is something that it's pretty darn special when that happens at a game. And now, do you play some other sports, Walker? Um, I, I do track. You do so track? All I right. throw shot put and discus. Right. What's your favorite track or uh, football? Football. Football. Yeah. And you play any other sports, Brendan? No, I don't. Just football for you, just a gridiron, so I don't even need to ask you which one your favorite is. You, you love uh, putting on that helmet. And I started asking this question in – this one is a little bit of a stumper. It's fine if it is. Um, Walker, what would school be like for you if there was no high school sports? Well, be kind of boring, <laughs> I think. You know, it's, I'm not saying the whole reason, you know, to go to school is to go to practice and play those games after. You know, obviously there's the importance of going to school. But I think it makes it a lot better being yeah. able to go play football after. That was a really political – it's the most politically yeah. correct answer we've had so far, Walker, what I've asked all the kids. What, what about you, Brendan? Uh, I think I'd definitely have less motivation to get my school work done, and my grades would not be good. <laughs> <laughs> and now for you, coaching at Sacred Heart, uh, Coach Wheaton, what, what's that like? Well, it's, I mean, I, we, we, I think we've talked about this before, but uh, it's special. Um, it, like, it's, it's a very small um, family-like community here. Um, I, you know, I coach three different sports here, so – I really get to see a lot of different kids on a regular basis, and being here in the building, it's um, it makes it even a, a little more special because there's a different type of connection. You know, a lot of coaches only see their kids for, you know, the couple hours that they practice every day, and then maybe on game day, that kind of thing. But I get to see them every day walking through the halls, and if I need something or I want to talk to them about something, I can just go get them, and uh, and so that makes it kind of unique. Um, it's not unique to 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 teach to that to, to be teaching and coaching at the same time because they do that in other schools. But here at Sacred Heart, it's what just, we've got right here. You're able to say, "Hey, call into yeah. another class." Say, "Hey, we we want this opportunity for them to be able to get on the radio," and that right. that's pretty darn cool to be able to do this. And now, Walker, do you got a favorite subject here in school? I like science. I, I like always science. have. All right. Yep. What, what about you, Brandon? I like history. Oh, great answer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's actually not. He's actually. Telling the truth, I, yeah. I actually believe that it's the one um, subject where he's um, very active. You know, he stays. Yep. And, and history is one of those things. It's, it, it, I'm going to make the joke and say it never gets old. I didn't didn't even plan to do that terrible <laughs> pun there, but I still watch all kinds of history videos on YouTube and stuff. It's cool how much access we have to history now. And the reason why I asked you about the teaching at Sacred Heart was to set this one up. What would it be like for you to teach with no high school sports? Um, I'd still do it, uh, just because I enjoy the time with the kids, but, um, but I, it just adds a different, completely different element to things. Um, you, when you're in school, um, especially the kids here in this building, there, there's a certain um, just known respect that they give to the teachers and the adults in the building. And people are on, for the most part, 
I guess their best behavior, I guess you can call it. But when you're on the field or the court, you kind of get to know them better as a person, right? Because you're not getting, you're not getting the full person in school typically. I mean, you, there there are things we can do in, in school where you know people, the kids can be them, themselves. But um, it's when they get out with their friends and they're competing and and uh, you know you're having fun with them and you're joking around and that kind of stuff that you really get to know them personally. So. It would be tough to teach without without um, athletics. That's that's for sure. And uh, have you guys looked much at the playoff points for a Division Two eight man? Because if you're three, no. and, if you're not, <laughs> if you're two and two right now, there's nobody in. It's all four mm-hmm. and zero. Oh, it's all three and one. It's just tough to get in. Um, all teams probably gonna have to be nine and zero, oh, eight and one, or seven and two to get in. You know. How tough is that, and how special does that make the Division Two eight-man playoffs for you guys, Walker? Well, that definitely makes it, you know, that they're, that uh, entrance to get in exclusive. But I think we can do it. Yep, I'm positive we can. Yeah, and uh, what about you, Brandon? What, what, you know, just that give it more prestige for you to think that there's, gosh, there's going to be what 16 teams to get in, mm-hmm. Coach? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, like Walker said, I think we can do it. Yep. What about you, Coach? Yeah, I mean, we, have, I mean, some of our toughest games are coming. So, um, you know, we haven't lost a game yet. Um, I, you know, I, we've played well. Um, I feel like, you know, we've got a real good chance to win our conference. I mean, these next few weeks are going to be uh, tell the tale. But, um, but I think we have as good a chance at getting in and making a run as anybody. Um, there are some good teams in Division Two, and there are a couple in Division Two that weren't there, you know, just a year or two ago. They were in Division One. Now they dropped down and – and uh, teams with tradition and teams, you know, that have, you know, they've been there, you and, know, and they've done that. So. Similar to, you know, Division 8's got New Lothrop and Ithaca in mm-hmm. it this year. And I guess it's kind of the same. The more teams that go into the eight-man Division 1, there's going to be some bigger schools in the Division 2 eight-man. Right. Yep. And that's, and that's just kind of the, the natural, you know, kind of cycle of things and the process. And we're fine with that. You know, at some point down, down the road, you know, this school, um, our, pot, our student count here is going to be higher. And we can just see it through the younger grades and so on. I mean, we're working up, you know, in five years where we're going to be somewhere closer to 200 kids versus 125. And um, and that's going to be the, you know, that's going to be our track, you know, and we're going to be jumping or whatever, depending on what the MHSA does with it. But, um, but no, we're, I mean, we're, it doesn't make any difference to us. You know, half of our conference are Division One teams. The other half are Division Two teams. We play Division One teams every other week, you know. So, you know, to us, it doesn't matter. We're going to play who's in front of us, and we feel like we have an opportunity this year to to um, to to get in there and to make a good run, and hopefully, you know, get to the dome and and see what happens. So the, the Uper Dome, we are Uper we are dome, talking about right. too. Have you guys ever been up there before? Not yet. Not yet. All right. I, li- I like that answer. It's it's a beautiful place up there. It is pretty darn cool. It's pretty darn historic, and uh, it'll be it'll be worth the drive if it makes that happen. But still, a long ways to go. Uh, Brendan Walker, Coach Wheaton, thank you guys so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.